Welcome to episode 19 of Hoco Cast, your local podcast sponsored by the Howard County Library System. We are Arjun, Claire, Cole, Olivia, and Ronan, bringing you local Howard County happenings from Goodreads to the county's newest scenes. In this episode, we feature Claire and Jessica, two students interning at the ND Innovation Center for SOS Global a local clothing company raising visual noise surrounding the climate change crisis. Let's learn more about what they do and how we can get involved. Claire is a senior at Centennial High who has been a part of the virtual Glenwood and Miller Keen advisory boards for the past few years. In 2023, she is very excited to be using her previous experiences as host of Party Size podcast to bring a new perspective to the whole podcast team. Jessica is a senior at Centennial High School and has interned with several activist groups in the past. She has been helping in the fight against climate change for most of her high school career and aims to continue the fight to the future. What led you to intern at SOS Global? So Jessica and I actually are both students um, at Centennial High School, and we have a class there called Intern Mentor, where we are able to intern um, or find a mentorship for this class and do research. So coincidentally, uh, Jessica and I both applied uh, to this internship at SOS Global, which is a local clothing company aiming to raise awareness um, about climate change. And we have been interning there since the beginning of the school year, and we're having a pretty good time so far. That sounds like a lot of fun. How did you two find this internship opportunity? So this was also through the class that we had. Our teacher had given us a list of some internships to apply to. I had been looking on online for a couple as well, but I wasn't really too sure what I wanted to do. And then I saw that there was this really cool um, anti-climate change company that was really focused on ad- activism, and I felt that it resonated with me. I wanted to do something that would help make a difference and help be an advocate for something I believed in, so I applied, and I've enjoyed it so far. And to add on, one, the the actual title of it, of the announcement that we received was, oh, this company is looking for marketing interns, maybe people with experience in podcasting. And that really caught my eye because I actually um, run my own podcast and I will be joining HokoCast, which is really fun. So that's just something I wanted to add. What do you do at SOS Global? What does your internship look like? So as Claire said, uh This was a marketing position, so we do a lot of marketing stuff. We've been doing Instagram posts. We've been doing a lot of TikToks recently. Our TikToks are really good. And uh, a lot of, we also have a lot more of a symbiotic relationship with our mentor as well. She's really nice and she listens to a lot of what we have to say for the company. It feels a lot less like a mentor internship sort of situation and more of like a partnership where she genuinely values both of our feedback and we provide feedback for how to best run the company. So we're not just marketing interns. We do a little bit more than that, but our primary our primary position is marketing. Yep. And we travel to an innovation center locally. Um, we do this in person and we always have our mentor, Jeannie Burns, there. She's always present, which is something that I think both Jessica and I really appreciate having someone present. And she definitely cares a lot about what we're doing. Um just as much as we care, you know, 
I really appreciate that about her. And it's been really nice to have lots of creative freedom um, because we're really working on social media marketing. And we even have Jeannie join us um, when we make TikTok sometimes. Oh, you can find us at sosglobal.earth on TikTok. Um, I kind of like some of that kind of stuff. I'm kind of into that stuff. How have you applied your previous experiences to your current work? So I've actually never held a marketing position in the past. Uh, when we're making like TikToks together, we like go out of our way to go look for so, stuff, something that's trending. Claire is really big into all the marketing and all the algorithm sort of stuff. I'm not too into it. So I let her take the reins. But mostly I've done a lot of activism work in the past. So my main thoughts with the, this internship is just trying to do my best into having us be more than just a clothing company and having us actually do something to make a change, you know, have somebody wear one of our shirts and have somebody else who wasn't originally a climate change believer, like look over and be like, hey, that's happening right now. Maybe I should do something, you know, and help inspire people. So I I think the activism is what really makes me enjoy my time here. Yeah, so I have a lot of previous experience with social media, and actually more of it was related to just general content creation, like writing specifically. I wrote infographics before, and I have had um, one position where I had to make Instagram reels, but not TikTok, so a little bit different, but essentially the same, and I've been able to apply those skills to SOS Global by running the TikTok page with Jessica. And I really like how we um, get to use our own individual, I guess, talents and abilities. Um, and we really like mesh well together because she has experience with things that I don't. And uh, she's always willing to join in on my perhaps spontaneous endeavors. <laughs> um, so I really like that. I really like working with Jessica. The trying to figure out with the, what the trends are thing really reminds me of me trying to get subscribers on my YouTube channel by using trends. How can we support SOS Global? Oh my god, well Claire mentioned our TikTok earlier, you guys can follow that. We also have a Twitter page that's somewhat, inact somewhat inactive, but we still use it, but mostly our TikTok and our Instagram, both are SOS Global. And our actual website itself is sosglobal.earth, where we sell all of our clothes. So though I feel like we haven't talked too much about the company, so I'll go into like a little spiel real quick. But basically we sell like more high quality um, cotton fabric clothes with a big design printed on the back and then our like logo on the front ish and the designs on the back all vary but they're all usually relevant to climate change and mostly what we have we have um, our previous interns they drew a bunch of designs creating visual noise about climate change and all that but um, this year we've added some text and different facts over the previous designs to try to have like more of an urgent sense towards act our activism as well so uh, yeah our website sosglobal.earth please buy stuff. It's really high quality. I'm actually wearing the shirt right now and it's a really pretty design and I would 100% recommend it. Oh, there's something else that's very important about us is that this year we are actually donating 50% of our profits to the Community Ecology Institute's Freetown Farm. And that is located right here in Columbia, Maryland. And in the future, we will also continue to dedicate ourselves to a um, climate to the cl to climate victory gardens around the U.S. by providing 50%. I mean, it, this might change, but so far right now, it's 
going to be 50% of our profits will be donated to Climate Victory Gardens throughout the U.S. And this year we're starting with a local one, Freetown Farm. Yeah, and Freetown Farm is a nonprofit as well. And uh, real quick, Climate Victory Gardens are a new form of gardens that are made without fertilizer and they're grown like individually. And what's really cool about them is since they're made without fertilizer, you save carbon from both like buying the fertilizer and its creation and its runoff, but also the shipping and like the carbon emissions from the car driving over the fertilizer as well. And I think there's around 38 million miles of uh, carbon emissions from cars that have been prevented with the current amount of Climate Victory Gardens. So it's actually like, it's actual activism that we're doing with our company. It's not just trying to make money. We want to help fight climate change and we want to make a more sustainable planet for all of us. So, As I stated in a previous episode where I said penguins are going extinct, it's also because of global warming. So getting rid of carbon emissions is also helping penguins. So does this experience make you want to explore a marketing career or an activism career? Well, I honestly never thought too much about marketing in the past. Like, I didn't think that there was much nuance to it. I thought a lot of it was just like uploading whatever just so that you could get clicks. But like have my time here, like seeing how much thought and effort that Claire puts into every single one of the TikToks and posts that she makes, like I understand that it's a lot more work now and you have to put in a lot of effort. So I don't think it's particularly right for me, but I definitely have gained a newfound appreciation for it. And an activism career as well. I'm not too sure if I'd like to pursue it in a career field, but I definitely do want to like pursue activism in the future as well. I think that all of us can individually make a difference, even if you're not like a politician or even if you're not in a political science major or anything. So I think that you don't have to pursue an activism career to still be an activist. And I would recommend you guys to fight for what you believe for. I completely agree. So when I was initially searching for internships, I was looking for something business related, specifically marketing, because that is a career field that I do want to pursue in college and beyond. But I never expected to have my internship intersect with um, environmental activism because that is just something that I have never done before and I really wasn't looking for it. That, that just wasn't something I have experience in. And so being able to educate myself when we are making content and also because I have to educate myself before I can educate other people about SOS Global, but also about um, the global climate crisis. So I've actually learned a lot and it has definitely made me more interested in continuing this line of work, uh, regardless of the career path that I choose. And it has also influenced my research that I'm currently doing. And I have found that I care a lot about corporate social responsibility, and that really combines uh, two of my interests, which are business, but also philanthropy and educational efforts, etc. So I'm really grateful for this experience because it's taught me a lot about the interdisciplinary aspects of my own passions and about how we can all explore different intersections between what we love. All right, everyone's favorite interview question that everyone gets asked every single time. What chocolate do you eat first when you are given a box of chocolates? 
Uh, my favorite chocolate is white chocolate, so I usually pick the one that has the most like white chocolate in it. Okay, we can't we can't intern together anymore. That's actually that's terrible. I didn't know you <laughs> liked white chocolate. It's so good. No, white chocolate is by far the worst, in my opinion. But also, I think that's a general opinion. So, okay. But anyways, I answered this question before. I don't remember what my previous answer was, but I will say raspberry chocolate or any kind of chocolate that I haven't had before. Anything but white chocolate. Thank you. Thank you. It was lovely to be. Thank you. Bye. Bye. In this episode, we feature Mr. Demetian Gilbert of The Collective, Offshore and Encore, the newest addition to the downtown Columbia lakefront. Let's discover what Offshore brings to our community. Mr. Gilbert grew up traveling the world in a military family, graduated from Auburn University, and has worked for a variety of companies, including Marriott, Walt Disney World Resorts, Clydes of Columbia and need hospitality and design out of DC. When he heard Clydes was closing, he was saddened, but little did he know that this would set off a chain of events that would eventually lead him to become an, an investor and managing partner in the collective, offshore and encore with some wonderful business partners, which leads us to our interview. What is offshore's missions and long-term goals? We, uh, we want to bring an awesome culinary scene back to the lakefront. It's been missing, you know, ever since, uh, you know, Clyde was here for a long time. Uh, we want to bring that energy back down to the lakefront. Uh, we also want to work with the local businesses and the other restaurants around us to really re-energize the lakefront because it was such a focal point in Columbia for such a long time uh, that we want to see that back. And we think that we have a great concept and we have a great, the right, the right group of people to really make some fun things happen and bring the lakefront back alive. I remember when I used to go there a lot, it was a lot of fun to just stay there always. I was curious, where did you get the name from? Parent, the name of the parent company is called The Collective. And then we have two parts of The Collective right now. Uh, there's Offshore, which is gonna be the seafood restaurant, and then Encore, is the live music venue. And so um, we're trying to bring just um, a collective of entertainment culture to the lakefront in Columbia. I, I remember when it was pretty crowded around there. I always loved to like go down there. One of my favorite restaurants, it's closed now. It hasn't been there for a while. I think it was called the Tomato Palace. I, and I really like that place. But, yeah, so yeah. We're, where we're located, um, our music venue is actually where the Tomato Palace used to be. We took oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I used to enjoy the, um, the animals there. I remember seeing a turtle and a snake once. Don't know where that came from. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's all kind of animals attracted to the water. So we see, we see a lot of that. What kind of food will you serve? Well, right now our focus is going to be on uh, sea, mostly seafood from Maine through the Carolinas. So coastal seafood and uh, with some other items mixed in there just for a little flair. That sounds like it's going to taste really good. Are there options for vegetarians along with omnivores as well? Of course. 
we want to make sure that everyone feels comfortable coming to our restaurant. So we will have vegetarian and vegan options, as well as accommodating all dietary restrictions, um, you know, gluten allergies, uh, even people that have seafood allergies will have options for them too, even though we're a seafood restaurant. Uh, we will have, we'll be able to accommodate anyone that wants to come have a good time. We have the best view in Colombia, and they'll be able to come here, have a great meal and enjoy their family and friends. What is your favorite menu item that will be offered at Offshore? So that's a fun question. Like the great thing about what we're doing is the chef is developing the menu. Originally, we had planned to, you know, open a little bit sooner. So the menu was kind of focused on um, some winter cuisines, but now it's looking like it's going to be a little bit closer to that springtime. And so we are kind of switching up a few things. But so far, my favorite thing that the chef has made is a chiapino pasta. So chiapino is a traditional Portuguese seafood stew. And so we're going to offer this stew. We're going to switch it up a little bit. And um, so we'll offer the stew. Uh, it's got lobster, mussels, clams, scallops. And we'll take all that with the fire roasted tomato sauce, um, some mascarpone cheese, uh, some spinach, and all over bucatini pasta. It's delicious. That's, that sounds really good. So is your staff already hired for Offshore? Um, if people are interested, where can people go to find possible job openings? No, we haven't. We haven't hired the staff yet. There's a few. We have a few salary staff uh, members already in place. But as far as the majority of the staff, we haven't hired yet because we're still in construction right now. So once we actually get the restaurant turned over to us, then we will uh, we'll post notifications. You'll see it everywhere. It'll be on social media. Uh, it'll be on our website. And we will definitely let people know when we're ready to start hiring and bringing some, you know, getting some fresh blood to the area. So I heard that there will be live music. And who are some of the performers you've already set to have? Uh, so we haven't actually booked anyone yet because we can't until we have the restaurant like turned over to us when the construction is completed. We can't really start booking acts because, you know, if we don't want to book someone and then have to cancel them or postpone their performance. So we're waiting until we actually get the restaurant turned over to solidify. We have a lots of entertainment kind of waiting for us to get ready. And so it's gonna, we'll feature local artists, regional artists. Uh, we'll also do some, uh, some tribute bands and things of that sort. And also, you know, people bringing some original live music to the area. Yeah, I've, I play guitar, so I've been on this a bit myself. It's pretty cool. If, if someone like me were to like go and perform there, do I need to have like credentials or do I need to be like known or something? Or could I just um, ask to perform? Um, so we do have a, a booking agent that kind of puts those things together. Um, so we have a team that takes care of uh, booking all the acts that come here. The awesome thing that we will have, especially for people your age, is we'll be featuring some School of Rock opportunities. We'll have some other things where we're, we really want to be embraced by the community and we want to make sure that we're you know, the local people, young people that are talented here, they feel like they have a place where they're able to come, you know, put on some great performances in a professional environment, have their family and friends come out and see them. And this is, uh, we will definitely have some opportunities for uh, people like yourself uh, to, to play. I play, I grew up playing music myself, piano, drums, percussion. 
And so, yeah, I always like to play places when I was a kid and I was in all the bands. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I'll stay in touch. Definitely. I'm a percussionist myself. I also play guitar and ukulele. I have a lot of instruments and I, and I love to play them. Uh, there's one of them called a melodica. It's basically a piano that you blow into and play oh, notes. Nice. And I transfer all my knowledge on stuff like melodica and marimbas bells and put them on like pianos and stuff like that. There's a, there's a ton to look forward to. Um, we actually had a meeting today with um, some people from Columbia Association and the Downtown Columbia Partnership. And everyone's really committed to making sure that we bring a lot of cultures to the area. You will see a lot happening um, over the course of the next nine months. More festivals down, more, more music, um, more opportunities for people to just come out and really enjoy each other, um, engage in the community and bringing some energy back to the lakefront. Um, and so the last question, what chocolate do you eat first when you are given a box of chocolates? That's tough. So usually the first thing I would eat would be uh, anything that has peanuts or pecans in it. Thank you, Mr. Gilbert. We really appreciate you coming and we hope you come again soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much for the invite. I'd love to come back once the restaurant is open and moving. I have so much more to talk about. Let's listen to our podcast team's recommendations that are sure to keep you engaged and entertained. My media recommendation is a YouTuber named Beluga who films comedy skits on Discord. I always find his videos funny. And there's a whole bunch of his videos. I always find it fun to come back after a week of school and everything and just be able to watch his videos and just sit down, always making me laugh every time. We all remember the days when our teachers would put a colorfully labeled VHS tape into the media player. A short segment and then an infamous theme song. Build by the science guy. William Nye, better known as Bill Nye, educated and entertained us in science classes throughout our elementary school years. This absolute icon went on to make six seasons of Bill Nye the Science Guy, with over a hundred episodes, but when the show went off the air in 1999, Bill Nye did not disappear. He's participated in multiple other projects since then, including creating another TV show in 2005 geared more towards teens and adults, The Eyes of Nye, writing another TV show in 2016 called Bill Nye Saves the World, and writing 13 different books. His most recent creation is the six-episode Peacock docuseries The End is Nye, featuring producers Seth MacFarlane. Bill Nye goes through six real natural disasters and debunks why they happened and what exactly occurred. The overall message is about a cause he's been fighting for for years, climate change. This docuseries is funny and enlightening, and I highly suggest it to anyone who loves Bill Nye and what he does. You can find all associated links in the description below. For all of you who are interested in watching foreign language films, I highly recommend watching the 1981 movie Bodas de Sangre, or Blood Wedding, which is based on the original tragedy written by playwright Federico Garcia Lorca. It is extremely captivating, even without much dialogue, as viewers are meant to interpret the flamenco dance throughout to understand the story. In my Spanish class, we actually read the play in Spanish prior to watching the movie, so it was exciting to draw connections between the two pieces. 
If you're not confident in your Spanish abilities, there are also free English translated versions of the play accessible online for you to prepare for or follow along with while watching this incredible masterpiece featuring world-class flamenco dancers, riveting music, and a thrilling storyline. Did you know that Howard County has star parties? Let's listen as Arjun shares details about the Howard Astronomical League. Hi everybody. Did you know that there are over 2,304 asteroids that could hit the Earth at any moment, causing humans to go extinct like the dinosaurs? Did you know that a huge beam of deadly gamma rays could incinerate the Earth at any moment? Did you know that the sun could emit a massive solar flare, cutting off all electric systems for months or even years? If you didn't know that, then you should join the Howard Astronomical League. They are a friendly group of amateur astronomers willing to share the secrets of space with you. They conduct monthly meetings where they inquire scientists about their research. It's pretty cool. They also have monthly star parties where they take out their telescopes and show Jupiter, Saturn, the planets, nebulae, stars, and much more. It's really cool. I've been attending their star parties for years. And they're often really kind and share lots of information about outer space. They also have really good views of the planets and the stars. So you should check that out. Join Hell. It's a really great place. I'll be sharing more information about astroimaging and astronomy in the upcoming episodes. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Hoko Cast. We hope you enjoyed this episode featuring innovative people, places, and things to do in Howard County. And we hope you're inspired to become involved in making our community and our world a better place.